Hey everybody, before we begin, I just wanted to say we're doing something a little different with the uh, previously section. Uh, our own, very own Jaeger was happy enough to provide us with a full recap over the last nine episodes. Uh, it was hilarious for us, and you know, as a treat, we decided to give you something to listen to as well. So here it is, uh, just after our uh, intro monologue. This is a Skeptic Frogs production. Fire. Air. Water. Earth. Eight years have passed since the Avatar's untimely end. With fear that the Avatar line may have ended, and with withering hope for the White Lotus to continue holding peace, the search for the next Avatar hastily begins. All right, Craig. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let's let's get going with this. Okay. On the last episode of Dice Benders, do you just want me to go one chapter at a time? Yeah. Last time on because Dice I Benders, do have it separated. Oh yeah, that's fine. Yeah. So, this will be the first one. In the... On the last episode of Dice Benders D&D, Taro confronted the juicy Torque but got nothing regarding Shang. Kevin cooked delicious food for us all, of which Jaeger ate a lot. Taro went to find Yang in the stables. Yang wanted to do some light reading and stopped by the library, and then we were attacked by cheetah vultures. But we made it to Baylong just fine. And then that was the end of the first one. Then the second one, when we arrived in Baylong, we found an inn, because there's been some disappearances going down, and we're gonna find them. And the movie star, let's, oh, uh, movie star Ludini. I typed in Linguini. <laughs> I've been there. dying this whole time. I'm gonna mute my. Ludini is there, along with Fire Dancers. Uh, we decide to eventually split up after reserving a room with the old man and some nice lady. Uh, we found a tea shop. Wait, I think I'm skipping around here. I think my notes have deceived me. Let's see, Vactory could be involved with spirit activity. Kevin and Yang went to the island to find Aang and... They find Yang's journal, or Yang accidentally rented Yang's journal from the library, as it turns out. Taro and Jaeger went to the bank, and people at the bank were thinking I was trying to rob them because I'm a disgusting, filthy human being. And then the next episode, Kevin and Yang land on the island. Uh, Kevin water whips him off the bison, and Jaeger laughs inside but doesn't understand why. Uh, Jaeger and Taro meet a familiar face named Jaru at Taro's tea shop. I'm sure that won't get confusing at all. We got invited to a party to which is going to display this new technology known as a trailie for a mover that was made by Ludini and definitely not a man named Linguini. And we decide to head to the factory. And the next one, Yang stays outside the factory. We meet up at the factory after... Uh, after Jaeger and Taro snuck in and it's like really shady and weird and nobody understands why Yang says I don't want to go in there because it's dirty but we go in there anyway and 
Taro uses a game-breaking bug, which tells her that there's people stationed underneath the factory. Uh, and, and while we're snooping around just being a bunch of gangsters, two guards find us and we fight them and Jaeger got covered in a ton of oil and he felt really dirty. And we escape and Yang flies off into the night. And Jaeger is worrying about the cat dog and Yang. And Kevin and Taro are more concerned with Yang, even though the cat dog seems to be a very persistent problem. <laughs> oh, yeah. <clears throat> oh, my God. Wow, that made me hungry. <laughs> Yang, you see yourself standing in this thick darkness to where you feel like you can only see five feet in front of your face and at the same time see for all eternity. You start to rub your eyes because you have no idea what's going on. And as you do, things start to clear into a type of fog. You see yourself standing there. You look around as things start to make shapes. And you see those small totems from that island. You also see the dirt ground. You see the trees along the edges of this dirt circle. And as all that forms, you look straight ahead and you see a very large, maybe 10 feet, 10, 12 feet tall totem that's similar to the small ones around you. The sky is still a thick black. Uh, beyond the trees is still a thick black. You can begin to hear as you try to focus. I need to clear my throat. Give me a second. Thank you. Sorry for that. You begin to hear the sound of water, the stream nearby, the river. Then you hear a crash along the edge. You turn around behind you from where the source of the sound was. And you start to see the trees ripping out of the ground, floating up into the sky and fading into blackness. As you look over and as the trees fade away, you see this whitish blue glow coming from the water and a form starts to come out of it. it. Begins to walk up to you, and you see this four-legged creature with majestic antlers, silent footstepped hooves. It shimmers as though it's made out of the water that it walked out of. And you can even see what looks like fish may be swimming in it. At the same time, it has a solidity to it. It has a shape, it has a form, it has life force. Then, as it gets close enough to you where you could examine it, everything around you fades again into that same blackness. Except for the totem, and it's ahead of you. It begins to stand side by side of each other. 
and the totem starts pulling away faster and faster until it fades into the blackness. As this is happening, you keep darting your eyes back to the spirit in front of you. The further away this totem gets, the more mangled this creature's body becomes. You see the antlers that were so majestic and beautiful in their curvature become sharp and jagged. You see its face stretch and morph. You see its hooves become sharp pointed what looks like thick needles piercing into the ground. Its tail even becomes a jagged small spike. As the totem fades away, the spirit seems to get closer to you. It opens its mouth as it begins to growl. It opens its, its mouth wide as though it's swallowing you whole. And deep within it, you start to see a light start to shine. That light starts to expand as you start to hear an energy build up. You start to see a ball of light, a ball of force the base of its throat and just as it lets out a roar this energy ball shoots towards you you open your eyes you're sweaty you look around you look up in the sky and you see the moon is still hanging high above you hear the crickets you hear the gentle sound of the stream hitting the rocks on this island. And you look down and you see you're sitting at the very point that that totem was in your vision. Can you tell me what happened here? You get no response. You just get the breeze, the sound of the stream and the crickets. I guess I should them. Do I know what the spirit was? Roll me... What did we use for spirits? Religion. Roll me a religion. Natural 18 plus... Intelligence card. 18 plus 5, 19, 23. 23? Yes. You're not familiar with this specific spirit. But through that meditative vision that you just had, you are able to gather that this was a spirit for the river nearby. And it's the protector of the land that's missing. It's the protector of the river, the land that's nearby, yeah. I, uh, go to the river and, uh, I promise, I promise I'll make this right. Okay. I get my glider, and I will attempt to fly back, even though I'm very much distracted in my head. Okay. And have we kept uh, track of your chi points? Uh, I honestly didn't spend that many key points. I still think I had that one left. 
Okay, yeah. If you had uh, one left, you should be able to fly uh, enough to get back. Uh, you head back. Uh, it is pretty much the dead of night. Frog, uh, it is a it is a concentration thing. Should I roll? Okay. A, should I roll a percentile? Yes, roll me, roll me concentration. Yeah. Concentration. Right. You know what? How this is how we'll do it. Uh, roll me a percentile die, and we'll say that'll be the point. Uh, where you lose concentration, you'll have to walk the remaining percentage of the way back. Alright. My percentile is 10. <laughs> you get across the river. <laughs> Before I uh, start realizing that I'm losing control and not actually staying afloat, got it. Basically. Yeah, you, you're able to get across the river and a very short distance beyond it, but you've got a ways to go to get back to the, the end. I, I make my way back upstream to the end. Okay. You go. Um, I said before it's about a half hour walk. So uh, you get there. It is still the dead of night, but the, the moon is um, setting uh, more so than it would have been if you flew here. Uh, you don't see any of the lights. Oh, you see one light on in the end. That's at the very entrance uh, within the, the end. Uh, I make my way to the room I'm sharing with... Uh, who was it I'm sharing with? It was either Jaeger or Kevin. Me. Alright, Kevin. I make uh, my way to the room that has Kevin first. Uh, uh, th that the Kevin are sharing, and realize I don't have the key, so I knock on the door. Kevin, um, you wake up startled, um, probably a little groggy. There's a knock at the door. I'm heading towards the door with some water in my hand, just in case whoever knocks on the door has a has a better have a really good good excuse. Who's at the door? It's me, Kevin. I opened the door. You do realize you were looking for, right? I need to talk to you. I think I was contacted by the reverse spirit. I'm going to wake up the others. I was going to suggest the same thing last week. So you guys, uh, you guys head to the door, knock on it. Taro and Jaeger... Um, Jaeger, with your uh, cat-dog nightmare, you might still actually be awake, but uh, you guys both hear a knock on the door. Knock, knock. Kevin, or Jaeger, Taro, wake up. Uh, if you don't wake up, the cat-dog will get you. She's at I the door. I can tell Wow. I want, yeah, everyone roll a perception check real quick. Oh, oh no. no. Wait, <laughs> why? <laughs> wait, wait a minute. Why? <laughs> I got a five. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, Yang is a 13. Okay. 11.2. I got Yager a got 19. 19.2. Okay. okay. Mine's actually uh, eight, sorry. 
This will be interesting. Jaeger, you look over at the window and you see a cat dog is sitting outside. Yang, Kevin, you guys look down the hall and you see a cat dog is walking into the um, the owner's room. Oh, low hammer. Those things are actually kind of cute. I kind of hope. Keep in mind, Kevin and Yang, you don't know that Jaeger sees one outside. Jaeger, you don't know that they saw one inside. Oh, good. Um, yeah. Jaeger? What? There's a cat dog down the hall. Yeah, uh, Taro, Jaeger! What? Wake up. Open the door. I did. I'm at oh. the door. <laughs> Hi, <laughs> I see you. Damn, I... I, I... I'm sorry. See, Yang, I'm you need some sleep. <laughs> well, we can, I can get sleep or we can talk about the spirit or contact with him. Okay. Let's talk about the spirit. Um, I think the river spirit contacted me. And it is very upset. The land totem is missing. And, uh, I honestly feel, I don't know why, I haven't even met the dude. I just feel like this linguini person might be responsible. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're kind of, uh, expecting Mr. Ludini for something. Well, I described the... And uh, the vision, uh, the vision I had of the deer, uh, the water deer, and how it had changed into a uh, distorted, disgusting image of itself. Sound like the spirit could be polluted. Well, like something is like contaminating the environment. I was thinking about taking Ira further up the river. I'm taking a look around that. Do it in the morning where you have better vision. Uh, Yang, roll me an intelligence check. Okay. Natural 18 plus 3, 19, 20, 21. 21. You remember in your vision, the further away the totem got, the more distorted the creature got. What does that mean? Like, the further it was away from the totem... It became more disfigured, and it is. Oh man, I can't really give you guys the answer. But, um, you know that uh, you had a feeling that whatever is happening with the spirit has to do with the totem. You also recall the fact that the totem is not on the island anymore, and it's not near the smaller totems. Yeah, I do remember that. So, the question is, where is the larger toad? My guess is somewhere down in the creepy tunnels, perhaps. Or in Ludini's little mansion place. Doesn't somebody have the invitation to go to his mansion? Kevin yeah, McCall. All, all of us do, so... I really want to go to this guy's place. It was, well, we have an invitation, so we'll probably be seeing what they want us to see. And also, it's, we should be calling in backup, just in case the thing is not going to fly good. Because something tells me, this, 
we might come into some real trouble. Remember those uh, guys that, that came in? Reinforcement? Yeah, we were going to be facing a lot more than the two we, we, we just fought. Uh, Taro, you know what Master Tork would think. I mean, he said we can stay another day and investigate, but... I don't, I don't know him as well as you think I do. Suggestion. What if we were to divide and conquer? We choose the opportunity to distract Mr. Weaver with you and Eager, while Kevin and I try to explore the tunnels? Wouldn't it make more sense for the Earthbender to be in the Earth Tunnels? Well, it wasn't my fault that your master has a... Never mind, I believe it did. No, what were you gonna say? Do tell me. You're the one that he's gonna be expecting to be there. So you should be there. We already know there's a tunnel there. Okay, you're right. That makes sense. In my head, Yang is thinking, how did I get stuck with such idiots? Mm. So I'm thinking, if we want to divide and conquer this, right? We'll have Kevin and Taro, you guys go to the party, and me and Yang will go to the factory. That works. That works. You guys will be in a much more civilized setting, and I could use a quick getaway in case things get rough again down in the tunnels. That is true, and with out of character, it will work better with my character, considering um, I was, I am still the son of a wealthy um, factory owner, so I'm used to that kind of setting. Haha, <laughs> me too, but not for that reason. <laughs> uh, I am not very comfortable with those types of settings. Perfect. So we got a plan of action. We so got let's our get. Groups. So let's get play. As as we saying that, Kevin swing to the window, spotting the little cat dog. Oh, it's not there anymore. Oh, thank God. Oh, good. That's well, Kevin, keep in mind, Kevin, you didn't know that there was one by the window. Oh, that's right. I saw. I saw whiskers. No, you saw you saw one walking into one of the other rooms in the inn. Oh, that reminds me. Oh, Jaeger, make sure you keep the door closed. We did catch. It's gonna be locked tight. While we're talking, uh, that thing didn't happen creep in this room, did it? Not in the room, no. I hope not. Do you? What? Did the cat dog down the hall creeping through this room? I mean, you guys haven't rolled to find out. I don't want to find out, so I'm not going to. <laughs> yeah, I'm no this hell, so. I uh, look at Kevin and say, I'm going to go down and stay with Adam tonight. That's alright. You guys sleep with. So you sleep with um, the bison tonight? Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna hand you a blanket so you make sure you're comfortable. Thank you. Good night, everybody, and I again apologize for waking you up. I've just helped with the leaders. 
Good night. Good night. Yang walks away. Okay. And Kevin going back to his room. Pass out for a while. Okay. I'm plopping on the bed. Maybe and it's I'm for locking. the best. I don't tell them the cat dog was right outside the window. <laughs> and I'm and when I got to my room, I'm looking around. Checking under the bed and all that. Alright, roll me investigation. I got 14 plus 1, 15. You are safe. Oh, thank God. <laughs> then I was proceeding to lock the door and put whatever furniture against the door. <laughs> oh my God, you're barricading yourself. Alright, so all... Uh... I, uh, I welcome all the cat dogs that want to come and share the park with me. <laughs> Alright, I'm gonna roll a d4 and see. <laughs> Alright, so Jaeger, you're going to sleep, right? Yeah, that is that is correct, yes. Okay, so um, Yang, you open up the barn door, you see Iroh uh, hasn't been awake either. Um, he must have just felt like uh, something happened to you. Uh, although he didn't seem too, too worried, because he's got his face stuffed into a pile of hay, and he finally turns around and goes, Bruno. It's alright, buddy. Let's get some sleep. And he just, like, spits it out and spins around, like, two or three times like a dog does to find the right spot that they always lay down at anyway, and uh, nobody understands why they do the two or three circles. And he finally lays down. I jump off on top of him and lay there, but I don't actually fall asleep. I just contemplate what all is going on, everything else like that. He passes right out. And let me roll, because you guys rolled your snore checks. Let's see if Iroh snores. He is not a snorer. I hate you sometimes, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, so the morning wakes wakes up. You guys wake up. You guys wake up. It's morning. Uh, No cat dogs in sight. Um, there's light shining from within the windows, uh, as you guys rub your sleepy eyes, uh, the three of you that's in the building, uh, you are smelling a meal coming from downstairs, uh, and you're hearing some, like, clinking and, uh, clanking of, uh, pots and pans and various dishware, uh, downstairs. Kevin wakes up, sells food, and um, get himself ready in the morning. Okay. Um, Taro, we've established that you are an early riser. Would you be up before everybody else, or would you wake up around the same time? Um, I mean, I'm not at the school, so like, I think I would sleep in a little <laughs> bit. Yeah, this is like a weekend vacation. Yeah. The only, like, I would say the only earthly person would stick to his rituals would be Yang. Well, Jaeger, what about you? I'd probably be up early for the mission. Hmm. Alright, so Jaeger, you, you have smelled this before everybody else. Would you be downstairs when everyone else wakes up and heads down? Oh, for sure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's food there. Oh, what um, kind of well, you can ask Tifa as she has uh, cooked some stuff up for you. Oh, yeah, Tifa. If I can remember her voice. Um, 
Yeah, she she turns around, sees you already sitting there, and she goes, uh, well, good morning. <laughs> good morning. How's it going? Uh, it's, it's going pretty well, pretty well, and she turns back around and flips some bacon over. She goes, did you all sleep well? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Could have been better. Oh? <laughs> ah! Cat dog. You guys look under the table and it runs out. <laughs> Cam just jumps on the- We give him the jump. <laughs> like, oh! Here we go again. Tifa looks at you very confused and is like, Please get off my table. I'm sorry. I just saw something, um, just- Just run past. Uh-huh, yeah. We- We have pets. The pets, cat dog. As in plural. The cat dog. Well, yeah, we've got we've got a cat dog and we've got a couple um, chicken cows and you know, it's the usual. I hate you. <laughs> a chicken cow. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> Is it white meat or red meat? Uh, it depends on what side you eat. Is it a do you have a breakfast bison as well? <laughs> we have had a few buffalo bison come in before. They do make some good food. I knew it. And at a precise moment. Uh, um, is our room going to be safe? <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of that, Tifa looks around and goes, Oh, we're missing one of you. There are four, right? Yep. Uh, would one of you mind fetching him for me? And does any of you know what he eats? And you guys look down at the table, and it's like all meat. I'm going to uh, tell. Yeah, he's a vegetarian. Oh. Well, um, when she looks around and she opens cabinets and drawers, and she finally finds like a, a small sack of apples, she's like. Uh, this this should do. I'll take them to him. <laughs> uh, all right, and she hands them over to you. I'm heading. I'm heading straight to the barn. He's at the barn, right? Yep. Okay. So as Kevin heads off, um, Tifa finishes cooking everything, sets it all down on the table. I'm pretty sure Jaeger, you uh, do you dig in immediately, or you do you wait for her to say okay? Dig in immediately. <laughs> yeah, you didn't. She didn't even have the chance to set down the plate yet. As you like, start grabbing some bacon from it, and you just start rummaging into all the the foods and stuff. Taro, what about you? Um, I think I would wait until everyone has a plate of food before eating. <laughs> you kind of eye Jaeger. Oh, so good. You remind me of Naruto for some reason. <laughs> like, like a mix of Naruto and Sokka. Believe it! <laughs> Databio. So, um, she sits down on the other end of the, the table, because there, there's, there's a chair over there for her. You see her husband isn't there yet, and she goes, So, you guys were asking about the spirit, right? Oh, when Hi. you guys came into the city. You don't want to it. Uh, well, I did a little bit of 
uh, reading after you guys uh, went off yesterday, and I found uh, the story of the spirit in this city, if you guys wanted to hear it. Yes, please. Okay. Well, and we cut over to Yang and Kevin. Uh, <laughs> Kevin, you open the barn door, and you see uh, Iroh is laying there very silently in a beautiful sleep. Uh, you assume Yang is in the saddle. Oh, Yang, get down here! Okay, I'm right next to her. Okay, come on. Reference is ready. Although, there's not too many vegetarians in this place, so here's a bag of apples for you. So what's on our agenda today? Well, besides going to the party and you guys to the tunnel, don't know too much. But let's talk. Uh, that, but let's talk more about that inside with uh, uh, with the game. All right, let's do it. All right, you guys. Um, he gets down. You guys make head in. What was that? We make our way. You guys make your way. Um, as you are walking in, you hear Tifa say um, that she read into the story, and she said, if you would like to hear it. Shoot, let's hear it. And she turns around and sees you two there, and she goes, oh, okay. Um, well, story, it goes like this. Keep in mind, this is a very old story. Long ago, before the story was... Oh, Jesus. Long ago, before the city was as bustling as it is today, the river was lush with life and energy. The, uh, the people that settled here began to establish themselves along the edge, and gathering whatever they felt they needed from the land around them and from the river. Eventually, due to their expansion, the river began to fade with the life, and the animals that came to drink from it disappeared, the fish disappeared and it just seemed like everything started to leave this place then a spirit rose from the water surface uh, just when everything seemed void of life there was a village elder that came out of the crowd who was in tune with the spirit world and spoke to the creature it said its name was Zahar that it was the guardian of the river here. Um, at first, everyone thought that it was going to what? attack the villagers. What is her name? Zahar. And she continues and says, At first, everyone thought that it was going to attack the people, but after speaking with the elder, they realized it is more concerned uh, with the damage they are doing to the land. Uh, they made a compromise to keep the river clean and to only take what they need. Um, the river spirit was content with this and allowed them to stay. And that's as far as that story goes. But you guys were also talking about that factory. Uh, and I, I have a, a feeling that when the factory was in activation and was being worked, there must have been a lot of pollution in the in the water. 
uh, and somewhere down the line they may have come across the spirit or across the totem and realized that there was a guardian to this river because one day out of the blue the factory was just shut down and it obviously didn't help our village so much there wasn't any income coming in anymore uh, until Ludini showed up so yeah that's that's what I found to help you guys out thank you so much she she nods and looks at your empty plate and is like is there anything that you that you want oh that's right you're the the vege vegetarian uh, I am full on apples. Thank you so much. She just nods. <sighs> well, Yaker, whenever you're ready, we'll go explore that factory. Well, I mean, we did cause kind of an uproar. Should we wait for things to cool down and go there at around the same time they go to the factory? Maybe do some investigating in the city? Yeah, the party doesn't start till later, so... Gotcha. Well, look what you guys like to do. How about some shopping? I want to see those dragon dancers. Oh, unfortunately, I think they're out of town now. <sighs> Dang. I think, I think the next place they're going to is... Uh... Republic City? Republic City? Yeah, they're, they were doing a whole United Provinces tour and then moving up into the Republic Nation. Uh, after that, they're heading to the Earth Nation, or the Earth Kingdom. Uh, you mean they're actually heading to Boston Stay? Yeah, eventually. Have you guys ever seen them before? They are delightful to watch. It's really interesting to see people play with fire in such a beautiful way. Would I have seen them before? Romy history. Okay. Would I? I doubt it. Yeah, probably not. But you can roll a history. Uh, let's. You can roll a history at disadvantage, Kevin. Uh, since your family is from uh, Republic City, you might be able to roll. Have you ever been to Republic City, Kevin? I don't know. Probably once or twice to visit family there. Yeah, and you would have had to have been young by then. I remember last time I was told that I felt a certain way about him, or that Shang did, but I forgot. Shang felt a certain way. He thought that it was a disgraceful way to use firebending. Oh. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. It, it was okay. used for entertainment purposes, purposes, and he believes that bending should never be used for entertainment. I guess he's not a big fan of Adam Lambert. <laughs> In this world- Oh god! Oh no! You guys look up and you see on the chandelier there's a cat dog just watching you guys. Not creepy at all. No. Not creepy at all. Oh, you just get- I, I summon it towards me. I summon it towards me. Give me, uh, animal handling. And Taro, what did you get? I rolled a 13. A 13? Um, they have been to town when you were still uh, where you're from. They've been to town. Uh, uh, you didn't... With a 13, you 
know of them. Uh, you might have heard them on the radio a little bit, but you were always so busy with, you know. Yeah. Okay. Uh, animal handling is 19 plus 2. It comes right down to you. I start stroking it. Alright. You start stroking it on the table. <laughs> God damn it, Yang, close your legs before we all get killed. <laughs> Okay, my history is 12 plus 3, 15. 15, hmm. You might have seen them on the TV at one point. Okay. Of course, back when you were younger, TVs were pretty much all black and white, and they still mostly are. Also super tiny screens. Um, but yeah, you've probably seen them on TV before. Okay. But uh, Tifa does speak up and say, yeah, we, we do have a couple of shops uh, in town after Dini pretty much funded this entire city's uh, life. A lot of businesses started to open up. We've got the bank. We've got a couple of tea shops. We've got some uh, places for um, weapons, maybe, or if you guys just want fancy trinkets and doodads. And what does got get out of all this? That's what I was thinking, too. You know... That's been a question that we all think, but are always too afraid to ask, because um, a lot of us are just thankful that someone's here and helping the city out. So essentially, y'all are koala sheep. Um, I guess so, yeah. Yang closes his eyes and lets out a sigh. So, when Laguina came into town, would he start buying stuff up or just doing a whole bunch of movies here? Uh, he has done a couple of films here. Um, he is known to use the surrounding areas. He really likes to record off of the river. Um, but he mostly records in other locations. No one really knows where he goes. You know, he hops on the train and takes off for you know, a while. And then he comes back. Uh, and sits in his mansion for weeks or sometimes months, probably doing some film stuff. I mean, I, I'm i not so tech-savvy, and she kind of glances over at, like, the broken uh, radio that's in the kitchen, um, and then glances back at you guys and says, but, you know, uh, he probably knows how to do all that, so that's probably what he does. Uh, Taro, Kevin... You suggested going shopping with what money? Let's see. The money I have, oh. uh, thanks to Taro, did a little exchange for me. Um, so I, I got some uh, some coins on hand. Uh, so I do have some. Money. Evan, roll me, uh, roll me intelligence. Web or without um, the pluses. I got, a, uh, I got a plus one. All right, you put plus one in. Okay. 17 plus 19. Uh, you know with your dad having the company that he does, um, he has an account uh, within banks, so you might be able to access an account. Oh, cool. I'm that down too. I'm thinking I might have to call Monk Go and see if 
I can get some funds. Alright, so the plan is for everyone to go shopping? I assume so. And besides, it'll give us a better uh, idea of what the city looks like. Yang is just reminding himself to contact Monko and see if uh, we can go shopping. Okay, and... Um, or see if yeah. I can get some points. That's what I meant. Okay, and Jaeger, what about you? Thinking I'll tag along. Look out for good escape routes. <laughs> Something tells me we're going to need it. Now, I hope I'm wrong. Alright, you guys, um, you see Tifa um, finishes getting all the meals uh, put away and everything starts getting cleaned up off of the table and her attention has been off of you guys. She is on cleaning up the, the dining area. Uh, you guys uh, head out of the, di- uh, the kitchen uh, and head up, grab whatever you guys feel like you need uh, and meet up. You guys get to the city. Um, but yeah, you guys start heading into the city. Where do you want to go? Thank you, everyone, for listening to Book One Search, Episode 9, The Spirit, the City, and the Dini. If you enjoyed hearing this podcast or have questions for us, then follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Discord. Links are in the description. Dicebender's D&D is a homebrewed D&D 5e live-action playcast using class models partially based on dndwiki.com. This game is set in the world of Avatar, created by Michael Dante DiMartino and Brian Conniesco, a.k.a. Reich, published by Nickelodeon. All credits for music and sounds will be found in the show notes. Question of the week. What do you think a chicken cow tastes like?